What's good everyone, Matt here from UK Nets fans and we're back with another episode of BK to UK, the British Brooklyn Nets podcast. Today is Wednesday the 29th of September and today I'm joined by the elite of the elite, the hosts of the premier Brooklyn Nets podcast, you know them from The Athletic and NetsDaily.com, it's Mike Smeltz and Brian Egan, you know them best wow. as the glue guys. How are you doing fellas? What an intro. What a, it's too much, too much. Mike is, I mean, his ego. This is a pure delight. I may not even talk he because can't. this is just such a delight. I'm it's, just so excited to be here. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to fluff you up for the next hour. Or so. Yes, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, the, the, pleasure, the pleasure is all mine. Um, today, we're going to be taking a look at some off-season and pre-season news, uh, discussing some of the things to look out for uh, coming up to the 21-22 season and much, much more. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at UK Nets fans. The pod itself on Twitter at BK to UK pod. And check us out on YouTube where you can watch back all of our episodes. But with that out of the way, let's get into it. Um, gents, I wanted to just this be a really straightforward preseason, you know, get excited for 21-22. But, you know, a day out from media day. Yeah, that's not what you're going to get here, Matt. It's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know you guys have literally just done an entire episode, which is, as with all the stuff you guys do, is um, you know, oh. recommended listening. Um, but now the dust has settled. How do the Nets adjust to a potential season of home games without Kyrie Irving? Okay, well, let's let's break that down a little bit. Like, so do we think that Kyrie's going to get the vaccine? I don't know. They keep saying that he's going. Like the reporting that we're getting is that at some point he's going to get a vaccination shot. I guess I would just question it because he hasn't gotten it yet. So like what, you know, what would be the delay beyond just being like um, sort of difficult, right? Um, so what would an entire game, what would an entire season be without home games? Um, one, if there's any team in the NBA that is prepared to not have a full lineup for every game, it would be the Brooklyn Nets. Um there'd be some way that Steve Nash would spin it that would make it so that it would, that like he could turn it into a positive that, oh yeah, well, Kyrie will be well rested on the road. We can send him out on a flight ahead to Toronto or something way before we even get there. He can get acclimated to the Canadian climate or something. You know, he'll figure out some way to do it, but it's just, if you, if you pull back for a second, it is sort of wild that we have to consider a future where one of the best players on the team won't be able to play for half of the season. It's kind of, I mean, obviously it's unprecedented. There's no, like, there's no relation to NBA history that would be like this. Yeah. It's, it's suboptimal. You could say if in, in a few ways, it's not great. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not also, ideal. yeah, it's not ideal. We, I mean, we talked about that's this. what that's what Steph Curry said about Andrew Wiggins. Did you see that it, when they asked him? Suboptimal? He's, he literally said, it's not ideal. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, even, which is true. Up on that. Yeah, it is. It is not ideal. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish I had something super insightful and great to say about this, but um, other than like, golly, I hope we don't start seeing those DNPs when the first home games of the season start, because that will trigger a very long season of headlines, um, the kind of which we we're kind of hoping to avoid, I think, uh, this year, but. Um, yeah, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit, but like the media circus around him missing these home games is, if that starts to actually happen, is just going to be. I can't imagine that the downstream effects of that aren't going to be kind of just a massive distraction and a pain. Um, so 
whether it's happening or not, you know, gosh, who knows? Who knows what's going on between the ears there? But um, you hope. You, you got to hope, Matt. It's crazy. So this is my theory. So obviously with, with NBA Media Day coming out with all the different teams and stuff, um, and you see the, the comments by Bradley Beal and you see the comments by Andrew Wiggins and stuff like that. On balance, I think Kyrie just spouting, I'd like you to respect my privacy, is probably a win yeah. with with how bad that could have gone. <laughs> we went but, back and we talked about this because our take on the episode that we did was like, he, he should have just like, you know, owned up to it, whatever, whatever crazy, you know, reason you have, like, let's hear it. And I actually think that, you know, I've heard a couple going back and forth, like maybe... Because, you know, based on that, the backlash on Beal, which was, and like, depending on what could come out of Kyrie's mouth, you know, in comparison, it might, yes, it might have been, <laughs> that might be the right decision, ultimately. Like a whole Don't you really, right? wouldn't you love, though, like, if you're thinking back, you're on your deathbed, okay, and you're thinking about your fandom as a basketball fan, wouldn't it be a hell of a moment? That's a very Mike Smells thing. Because <laughs> on your deathbed, Mike like tapped into glue nations yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna be doing live streams on tiktok yeah. tv but the um to think back on what a moment it would be if Kyrie had come out and said i'm not taking the vaccine because of satan like how great would i mean obviously people would have been upset on twitter yesterday or two days ago but it would have been a great moment like mm. in the history of fandom to have seen that it's sort of like the like the really dark version of Allen Iverson's practice rant. Yeah. Like I kind of want to see Kyrie go down that rabbit hole. Satan fans in front of Satan fans had would have their moment too. Like finally, people are talking about Satan. Like, <laughs> We've got our guy. Yeah, yeah, We've got our guy. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's like that's where his line where he says, you know, I don't want any more drama, guys. Mm. I think that's. I think there must have been a, a, a conversation that happened between Kyrie and probably either the Nets or KD or someone he's close to, where Kyrie does have these, you know, Satan supercomputer thoughts. But as like <laughs> a, a compromise, mm. it's like, please, just please don't say that immediate day. Yeah. Just don't say anything, please. And and that's like where they've come because he respects KD and because he respects uh, Steve Nash. And maybe. Totally. That's, that's my that's my thoughts to that there's a whole other cohort yeah. of people that i saw like on the comments on youtube and stuff like that who just think he's he's vaccinated and pretending not to be just to like troll which i mean i hate that there's like a sliver of you know possibility to that but that's such a if that's if that's anywhere near true that's like the lowest hanging troll fruit i've ever seen just the like i'm not gonna tell you this this potentially super important thing um yeah. And then to then layer on the, like, I don't want to cause drama if that's actually what's going on, too, would just be, it'd just be too much. It'd be too darn much. Yeah. It, you can't count it out, can you? Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. But have you seen um, Chris Mannix of the of Sports Illustrated said on the Crossover NBA show, asking around a couple of teams just for their opinion on the trade value of Kyrie Irving, and yeah. it's virtually zero. So it's just one of those things like they just continue to to just say things about Kyrie. And it, I think that's a bit weird. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, well, no, I, what's weird about what's happening with Kyrie, and it's, this actually, I mean, it's partly to do to his fault for not getting vaccinated yet. But because of the way local New York City ordinance, Brian, ordinance drop, everyone take guy, a shot. This guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> um, that like home teams unvaccinated players can't play but away teams unvaccinated players can play um 
one that's a weird loophole and like i dug into mayor de blasio's decree to make sure that was like in fact the case and not just something that kind of like got picked up in the pr spin and it is in fact the case unvaccinated away team players can play um but so much of why Kyrie joined the nets at least kind of like what we were told was that he wanted to come home and like play in front of a home crowd right that he grew up a nets fan and you know he grew up in new jersey and he's so close like he of course they were the new jersey nets um and that's why he's home and because of his stance on vaccines he cannot play home games and he's also been a guy over his career where he's like we haven't really got to the bottom of this but he's missed games in opposing team arenas where he used to play like he didn't play against the Cavs, he wouldn't play against the celtics now he's also played against those teams so it's not like a, a true thing but it's like just personally it would suck for him this guy who really does seem emotionally tied up in the thought of being home couldn't play at home because he feels a certain way about a vaccine like it, it that it's not a great situation for i mean we can you know we make fun of it and it, it kind of stinks but like it's not a, it's not a great situation and it puts stress on the team the fact that this is happening this is the focus brian you had a great point on the show where James Harden said on that media day, it's like, hey, I want to be a net for net for life. Like he he doesn't want to sign the extension right now, and he may want to become a free agent, but like he could see himself being a Brooklyn net for life. What an amazing thing that huge story, yeah. A, a superstar said, you know, and that KD has already committed to be on this team for the next four seasons or so, right? In terms of contract extension, um, and that James Harden may want to be here for longer, um, but yet, you know how this all works is we you know like the outliers get all the attention and Kyrie Irving is the ultimate outlier that's what he is I want we should I mean over under does does Kyrie Irving go to a media day ever let's say he signs the extension is is this all just an anti-media day you know posture it's, it's, yeah. he's definitely one up the pawns coming from last, last yeah. season, yes right truly he's, he's but Brian and I have been to himself. a media day it it's not fun. So like, I get it. It, 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 it sucks. Yeah. It's really, it's really bad. Yeah. It, it's like going to like the, the, the stalest of like corporate events where you have to wear a Jersey when everyone else around you is a sweaty press person. Yeah. Not like a good time. It's yeah. a, it's you a, have to make awkward photos and yeah, terrible the, interviews. The networking yeah. event vibe of it is just too, I mean, mm. if you're saying, which, which, my, mm. which Mike loves, he savers. Yeah. I do yeah. love good networking, event. <laughs> yeah. but it is, it is hard to mistake that energy. Cause it is, it's coming in hard, hard and heavy. Yeah. But I swear, I suppose it's just one of those, like the, the annoying thing is we don't know. And that's, that's the most annoying thing. And that's why we can't really draw any real conclusions. And that's why it leads to all this speculation, isn't it? Which, which is a kick, which is a kick in the pants. Mm-hmm. Totally. But let's, let's park that. And, you know, that's going to rumble on. Um, and let's talk about the other off season moves that we've had ahead of this, um, ahead of this season, which I don't know about you guys, but obviously we would sort of big feet notwithstanding and and, uh, and stuff like that we were in a great chance to win it all last year but we've taken that team and we've improved it again somehow because Sean Marks is a wizard um, but you know he didn't waste any time last year making uh, making us better um, I sort of broke that down into adding defense adding vets and, and doing really well in the draft um, 
obviously last year we weren't a defensive team, although we weren't as bad defensively as, as a lot of people were expecting. Um, my question is, are the Nets going to be an above average defense and an above average offense next year? Well, first, real, real quick, Sean Marks is a wizard. If he went to Hogwarts, what house would he have been in? Right. Would he have been Raven? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I think really Slytherin, if we're going to be real honest. Oh, wow. You that. think he's low-key? I mean, he's kind of evil. He's yeah. kind of like an, an evil operator in the NBA. I tried to start watching but, those movies again, and I stopped again after the fifth one. You know where I stopped is Groppy. You know, you remember Groppy? The, like... <laughs> Hagrid's like, like you know. The, you mean the brother, house elf? No, it's the brother that he's got tied to a tree in the, in the woods. Yeah, they don't address that. It's, like, yeah, they're, they're, it's the the morals. The school, yeah, Jesus, Hagrid! I forgot about that line. Get get your brother some clothes. Um, sorry, what was the question? Um, yeah, what is the question? Oh, are they going to be above average defense offense? Yeah, right. Go ahead. I mean, offense is easy. Right, nailed that. They'll be top two offensively. Um, defensively, it's going to be. I mean, they have much improved talent on the defensive end. I think they have better bigs throughout the entire season. Like if you if you think about the season started, Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan not being completely toast was a pretty good place to be. But they lost them during the season, and DeAndre Jordan moved out of the rotation. Now they get full Blake, full Lamarcus, full Millsap. The thing about the team is that, like, they may not be great defensively throughout the entirety of an 82-game season, but they are so damn smart in the moments that they're going to have to be. Like, the amount of collective basketball IQ in the Nets locker room, not just with the coaching staff, but with all the players and all the veteran additions, like, I don't know if that makes them a top 15 defense during the season. I doubt that they will be. But I think in, like, the big moments they'll be a better defensive team than they were last year. And, you know, when it comes down to it, that's going to have such a huge impact. If they can, like, with all those additions, if that impacts, like, seven possessions in the fourth quarter at the end of the game, you know, that that's a drastic change defensively, potential-wise, compared to last year where, like, it started off, like, not that great. It's pretty ugly. Yeah, I mean the whole the news cycle of, of last year the entire time was like, are they super duper bad at defense? And then you know the the Zach Lowe's of the world, the you know the Thinking Man's podcasts were like, just you know they're going to be fine probably in the playoffs. Like at least if they're average to slightly above average, like that'll be fine. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get too big of a data set like to really prove that out. But I think it passed most of the sniff and eye test. Um, you know, just the two, Speak, the two important ones. Speaking of COVID, yeah. there's, there's no <laughs> Bradley Beal cannot do a sniff test because right. he True. Yeah, True. cannot smell. Um, but yeah, I mean, like in general, I it's hard to say that we didn't get better there. I mean, like, I think like adding James Johnson, some Bemery, uh, you know, and just online, mm. it seemed like people who mm. were like, add me, give me some Bemery, some, a little Bembry. maybe. I'm uh, so excited. Yeah, you're a Bemery guy, interesting, big Bemery, yeah, yeah, um. Yeah, I think it's hard to like say that they didn't try to prioritize defense in the offseason a little bit more than last season. Although Petty Mills, I was looking at the San Antonio like SB Nation boards, people not super thrilled about his defense. So I mean, yeah. but that's that's the one the lone weakness they'll target as our Patty Mills weakness. Um, but yeah. yeah, otherwise I think like it'll be the same deal. Like probably not great in the regular season. There'll be some you know lazy analysts out there you know throwing their chips in on regular season defense overall rating and come playoff time it's be like pff, who cares who cares about all that news 
you know? Cool. Yeah, nice. Um, again, yeah, it's, it's one of those, because like to the point you said about high IQ players, it feels like we're a very much a, a system-driven defensive team, right? rather than depending on dogs or whatever it may be <laughs> that people do, uh, people do seem to love. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it should be really cool. <laughs> very, uh, very big cat energy. Yeah. From the Nets. <laughs> Not, not a lot of dogs. There's yeah. they've added some some dogs, but couple, still. I mean, we get some, we energy. got like a dog. You were saying in a you had a tweet, Mike, that had like the dog, the all dog lineup. Um, yeah, yeah. Javon Carter, Bruce Brown, James Johnson, Bembry, yeah, and a Rottweiler. Yeah, Fire but up. now like it could be Millsap, like Lamarcus Aldridge isn't really. No. That no, I mean he's know, like I, he's, I, he's got like a dog like like energy, but is it's like like, old. like a you know, old. like a droopy yeah on the porch kind of dog right. yeah right. a Great Dane that doesn't move very fast or far. No. Nice. So um, talking of the vets as well, um, do you think that they were like was there a point in the season um, last year that you think like we could have done with some more veteran leadership, or do you think that the guys that we brought in were good sort of pieces that fit a need that we were lacking last season who just so happened to be great vets. What do you, it was do they like a, a trade-off there? What do you think they brought to the team? I got, a, I got an answer, Mike. You got an answer? Please, you go. Yeah. I actually think that we've solved a, a larger problem than maybe we even realized with the DeAndre Ooh. Jordan thing. Because like – the, the, Ouch. Because okay. he was like – see where this is going. Supposed to be like a veteran leader of like the bigs. And I think he probably was. I think he's like generally like well-liked or whatever. But as soon as Harden came on board and was like, hey, like, this is a, a serious operation here. And like, you know, you can like pretend to be a leader, but when it comes to game time, like, you know, all of that doesn't mean anything to me. And I think like, it's maybe hard to ignore that, like that energy would spill over to a certain extent that there was just like, like DeAndre Jordan was like not getting along with people. And then he got shadow realm banished as hard as I've ever seen. He got put in the Siberia of the shadow realm. He was sent so far into the, into the bench. So like, um, Azkaban. Azkaban. Again, he was thrown into Azkaban. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, like, maybe that's putting too fine a point on it. Um, but I do, like, wonder if how much of, like, t- how much tension that would have caused overall with, like, friendy friend vibes of the team. I don't know. That's my that's my bit. Yeah. What's interesting to me about – I love veteran leadership, the IQ increase on this team, like, the guys understanding their role – like there was an element of like TLC and Bruce Brown, it was good. TLC was bad. Where it was like you still had these kind of young players who were trying to ascend to a certain level and prove themselves in the league. While like really what you needed is like TLC just like kind of stand in the corner and actually hit threes, right? Like there, there's a bit of that. Like everyone on this team for the most part knows their role. The one thing I do think I'm a little worried about. Is it like, is are there too many veterans that like they almost, none of them will care about the regular season and really will they ever get like locked in into the playoffs? Because they all are so smart and they all realize that like the regular season doesn't matter. We're going to win enough games, but they're probably, they're not going to be trying to beat the Warriors 73 win record. Like they're just going to, you know, they're going to win the games that they can when Kyrie's not playing in Brooklyn, you know, Cam Thomas is going to play a lot. My hope is that like the the rookies at the end of the bench, Cam Thomas doesn't seem like this guy, but maybe Dayron De- Sharp or Kessler Edwards. Like, I just want a little youthful energy. Energy. Like they need this team actually kind of needs like uh, 
a Theo Pinson again. Well, like they just need someone who who is like bringing that constant positive energy. It this seems almost too professional besides Kyrie Irving and too uh like veteran based that I'm a little worried that you know at times they're going to feel like a little just like lacking in energy. It's going to be different in the playoffs. I think in the playoffs like James Harden's going to be really he's going to be the engine of the team and KD's going to be the next one. But during the regular season I just like I get a little worried that they're going to get a little stagnant because they just know the playoffs is when they have to play. But what do you think? It's one of them that I think, you know, obviously you're absolutely right. But, <laughs> but um, it's just one of the, I, I like what you said about like the, they've obviously all been around the block and they know exactly what you said. Like this, you know, this is game six of 82. So they kind of, they're not going to get that excited but then i don't know if there's that kind of the other way to it is you know you're, you're here and you try your best for the culture and that kind of stuff we're not trying i'm not i don't know how rest heavy they're going to be in terms of that kind of being a bit more apathetic to the regular season but yeah i understand yeah and they're not they're going to be going to not to paraphrase david letterman but they're not going to be giving it 100 percent every night um <laughs> that was but, funny yeah <laughs> i'll say yeah I'm also excited for like a whole season of Blake Griffin too, just because like I feel like yeah. him, he is like the kind of he has the at least energy of a jovial dude. Where if, he's not like a towel waving guy, but like he just keeps the energy light. But like he came in mid season and was like trying to like learn on the fly and stuff. And I don't think he could assert that as much as maybe he should. So I don't know. So that's like a weird also addition, but not really. I mean, yeah, it's a strange one. I mean, my concern are they going to be like. You know Emma Thompson um, in Love Actually. Like, are, are they going to be in a marriage that has gone a little bit stale, or are they going to be more Colin Firth? You know, finding his love while he's writing his book with his maid. You know, like we, I, what I'm worried about is that this will feel like an old married couple. I know. But I really I want, reach for that. I want these new vets to come and learn Spanish for this team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which he made it seem like it was the most impossible thing in the world to learn, like, another romantic-based language, right? Like, how – it's not – I mean, he grew, he's from the UK. He's pretty close to, you know, obviously France and Spain and Italy. I think he – was she Italian or was she Spanish? Oh, but she, they made it seem like it was the hardest thing in the world to do. And it's like, I don't know. For some people, Mike, come on. I could learn some, I could learn it, like some phrases big, pretty quickly. Big brain Mike, just picking up any language anywhere he goes. <laughs> I'm, just that. Saying, I think it's I'm just saying, it's not the hardest thing in the world to do. This is, it's a pre-Duolingo film. So I think it's... Yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely right. <laughs> you, actually, you have to actually read a book yeah. to learn the language, Go which is pretty hard. Yeah. Sounds gross. Um, yeah so in, yeah in terms of you know we won't be going undefeated into this regular season we're obviously now an incredibly versatile team we're a bit of a Swiss army knife um, with, with all the holes that we've plugged what do you think teams are going to be doing to to try and beat this next team is it the same sort of thing just try and outgun them and hope they miss or, or what do you think it's going to be impossible <laughs> If honestly I honestly believe if everyone's playing that this team has the potential to be one of the greatest teams in NBA history. Um, Did we set an off We set a, a league record in offensive efficiency last year with just whatever eight games of of Kyrie or of the big three. 
Um, like we have not even begun to scratch the surface of like how dominant this team could be. And I mean, I think it's, I mean, I say this with no, I, I hope no bias, but like they have to be the prohibitive favorites. I'm obviously biased, but like, I mean, it's by such, in my mind, like the Lakers versus Nets conversation is not that it's, I don't feel it's that interesting to be honest. I mean, maybe that's a crazy take, but. It's interesting. It's, it's definitely, it's more interesting than, Maybe you give it credit for Brian, but like I'm feeling th- confident. I'm feeling co- you can tell. Yeah, like they're gonna lose games because you know Katie sits out or Harden sits out, or they like give Cam Thomas a random game to be the running the show for some reason. But like, like it, they're yeah, the hole on this team is that they don't have a dominant big man, and there are teams in the NBA that of course, like the Sixers, I guess, could exploit that. But if the Sixers aren't gonna get anything back for Ben Simmons, like they're not going to be that good. Like they'll be pretty good. But if you actually looked at it, what team has more talent, the 76ers or the bulls. And like, if, if they don't get anything back for Ben Simmons, the bulls have a better starting lineup and no one thinks the bulls are going to be anything more than like the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. So I don't, like, that's the weakness. It's just like a really dominant big man. And that's not needed. I, I just wish that we had gone and, and found that out for ourselves somehow, some way. Because, like, I don't know what the, like, regular season output was against, like, dominant big men. And there was only, like, I mean, there's three. Embiid, Jokic, and Anthony Davis. I mean, are, is, are we, do we need to... Does Giannis count? Is, is, you know, Aiton on there? I don't know. Like... No. No, right? So, <clears throat> there's three There's three teams, ostensibly, that you have to worry about in that case. But, like, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see more about like how I, do they actually like play poorly against those teams cuz I don't I don't remember like the 76ers being particularly spooky, you know, uh for us. I mean, especially towards the after they began to be like imploding obviously in the playoffs like that became much less scary. No. Yeah, I've got I've got no memory of like Noel Embiid or, or anyone just f- like feasting on this whack interior defense that yeah. the Nets couldn't possibly do anything to, to do against. But totally. yeah, we I shall see. Even, like I, I, Blake Griffin's defense, even against like Giannis, who again is like not a big, but is sort of a weird, you know, proto big, um, was like kind of pretty good to be honest. Like in its moments, like during the playoffs, like he had him figured out in more than a few plays. And, you know, to a certain extent, like James Harden was guarding him in the post and like kind of doing a good job. Like when we had, when we were healthy and playing the bucks, like that people forget like how not competitive that series seemed with just Kyrie and, and, mm-hmm. um, and KD playing those games. And then Giannis purposefully, purposefully stuck his big old foot under Kyrie as he was landing. Absolutely. Purposefully. GBH. Who boxes people out in the air? I've I've gone through like, I I had, I had to simmer down for. Oh, you're on, you're actually on the side because people like to think we're crazy for this, but like, I, yeah, yeah, I'm glad. It was a crazy move. I don't think he was trying to injure him, but like, as you, as you're about to say, People don't just slide under people as they're in the air, actually, unless you are trying to injure yourself. Yeah, it's just, I don't, like, the the very worst, like, the like the nicest outcome for that is that Giannis is just stupid. Right. And he's not. He's a professional two-time MVP. That's exactly it, yeah. He can't be that brain dead when it comes to playing <laughs> basketball. No. So, leads you to believe that he's a malicious horrible man that was yeah he's a bad them. person there it is bad person so confirmed i'm glad we all agree yeah. on this if he's so rare yeah, yeah. yeah. no it, it's it's very refreshing you know i'm i'm no video analyst i'm just you know 
I just root for this team and stuff. So when I talk to guys that know their, their X's and O's and know their stuff. Oh, yeah, that's us. Can you guys be unapo- unapologetically in on this team and, and stuff like that? It makes me feel a lot better. I'm surprised there weren't criminal charges. Like, like there, there, sh- there should be at least a case pending within Milwaukee County Courts right now. Yeah. Like, why is there no grand jury investigation? Ky- there? I will say that Kyrie and his like. Have a tag on his leg. Was it? House Sorry. arrest. Yeah. He should have some sort of tag on his leg. House arrest situation. Totally. Totally. And also that Kyrie seemed like fairly butthurt about it in his, in that press conference, you know, in the zoom thing that he did, he was like, I've been really hurt with my ankle. My ankle sucked. It really set me back. <laughs> like, I think he's like legitimately little, he's got a little angry, angry energy. Yeah. That's why I wish we, if we had, like, I don't know who you'd ask on the team about that, but like, I think, I think if you asked the, some of the nets about that specific play, they'd be like, Thank you for finally like asking us about that because no, they're like no one brings it up. I'm like, yeah, we saw it because that's the stuff that actually players do think about is those yeah. type of moments in games where they feel like something kind of strange happened that no one really cares about. That's yeah. what they care about, and hmm. I'm telling you, there's something there, Bri. Okay, so be honest, watch out. <laughs> He's obviously we we need to get Dante Hall back in is what we need to do mm. because uh, from the when he. <laughs> absolutely mugged it off yeah totally. maybe he's just like that so he's taken out on the rest of the nets yeah who is our um, who is our like you know mugger who's the who is our james johnson baby yeah obviously james Steve. johnson son of son of professional kickboxers yeah. james johnson <laughs> yeah, yeah. yep that's it that's yeah. the one but yeah i think you know when we signed him i think he had more like his the seo on james johnson is is absolutely all over the place you good you get fight compilations yeah. more like quicker quicker than you get basketball highlights which is heartening which yeah. is i'm here for that um so switching gears we, we've touched on cam thomas before i think with if Kyrie does miss time i think you know cam thomas's name gets called at least one person sooner than it may have done um so he's obviously we're all huge Cam Thomas fans. Um, but is there anyone else that you think, you know, obviously we still have um, the cuts from um, training camp to, to go through, but is there anyone who you think is going to make the team that you think you're, you're in sort of specifically looking forward to? Well, this is a bit, okay. So this isn't a real thing, but we had, so Brian and I did a uh, like fans only fantasy basketball league this year, all the people in our discord and I drafted Kessler Edwards mm. um, in, on my fantasy team, just as a, just so I could tweet out that I did that. Um, Got him. So I'm not actually, it's not actually him. Well, you know who, uh, this is another obvious one, but like Dayron Sharp, like is, okay, if he is, Marks has shown that he's a really good drafter of big men, drafted Jared Allen, drafted Nick Claxton. Jared Allen was like the 21st pick. Nick Claxton was in the second round, early second round, probably the, I think it was the first second round pick, but still. And Jared Allen is now a hundred million dollar man. Nick Claxton isn't gonna be there when he has a contract extension, but I think he's gonna get paid a lot of money. Um if Dayron Sharp is like actually on that path too, where he is more talented maybe than we think, and the way that they talk about him, they talk about him as having more ability than even what he showed in North Carolina. I mean, the thing I go back to is that he played on like the greatest high school basketball team of all time with Cade Cunningham and Scotty Barnes. And I think was it Moses Moody was on that team for Montverde Academy in Florida. 
like, and he, you know, obviously he's he was starting for that team. He goes to North Carolina as a big recruit, and North Carolina has their worst season in you know twenty years, and not that it's his fault. So he was in a bad situation, and I wonder if he had gone to a better college basketball team and was featured and played with a better point guard. Like, is he a lottery pick? And that the Nets happened to get at the end of the first round. And he has the pedigree to be that. And they have a role where I know it's actually kind of like weird where we talk about their weakness is a big man. But they have Blake, Millsap, LaMarcus Aldridge, um, Nick Claxton. So, like, they actually have a lot of options. But Dayron Sharp, if he's, you know, if he's anything, um, that's going to be helpful because he is like a, a burly, a burly young man. Big old boy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of of big people. I like big people. The larger, the better. Um, yeah. I I agree with everything you said, and it's it's the right answer. But just to you know create a little manufactured, this isn't even tension. It's just dif- it's just different different I things wasn't to ready say. For this. I'm just saying something different. Contrary and yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to th- I'm going to put and maybe improperly, but put Nick Claxton into this into this portion of the um the question just as like a young guy who's sort of like still somewhat unproven, like his actual, you know, um, his, his record, like what he's actually done in the NBA is not a ton. I mean, everyone agrees that his like, you know, ceiling is incredibly high, that his skill set is very unique, that he's going to be in high demand. But like, I think this is really the season in which like there is somewhat of a runway that just kind of clears way for him to get a lot of minutes, a lot of responsibility. Um, and we, we've talked a little bit about whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, like whether we want to like still continue to hide his his value so that like, you know, but you can't. I, I mean, at this point now it's now it's the time. So like I think I'm like yeah. I think if there's any like big kind of rotational questions, um, I think Nick Claxton is sort of like the big the big one that they hinge on at the moment, just because like he could start like very well, like just be like cementing himself as a starter or he could just be like total DNP ghost player again. Like, you know, he does for like, you know, weird spells during the season. Um, so yeah, for, for me, that's, that's the guy that I just like, I'm like, we need to, we need to have an answer about Nick Claxton, a full, full stop answer, you know? Yeah. We need to see what he actually, we need to kick the tires on some Nick Claxton to see what he actually is. Yeah. And we need to, we need to know who he is by the end of this season, That's which would, you know, would be nice. Um, yeah, what do you think about the addition of, well, the, the so far addition of Seiku Domboya? Like, do you think there's, and he's just incredibly young and he's obviously another big guy. Yeah, I don't think, I, I don't want to bust the Domboya bubble, but I just don't think he's going to be anything. You, like, I'll be shocked. You never want to be wrong anything. in this direction. It's the worst, like, optics ever yeah. to be, like, you know, but... Tell I, you it's garbage. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, um, one of the things that I think is always sort of a useful um, exercise is after somebody gets traded, just, like, go and see what their fan base is saying yeah. or thinking about or reacting to. And there was just, like, they are like, you know... It was sort of a good riddance vibe <laughs> that, you know, you kind of, you know, whether or not that's true. And obviously, you know, he, he's got a whole, you know, a new, a new card to turn here, but like, um, I don't know. It's hard to say. There's not a whole lot of information about him either that I could like get super excited about. Okay. I remember him as a draft prospect and he is the type of prospect that's like, has an exciting profile, you know, sort of like ultra athletic, long, um, sort of, there's all this raw potential in there. Um, but I remember then actually watching him play basketball and not having any realization. But the one thing I will say is that the marks has always just immediately cut bait on people that he has, doesn't have any hope for. Like 
when Dw- when he traded for Dwight Howard, he immediately cut Dwight Howard, right? Or they did they immediately move him to somewhere else, right? So like he he doesn't really mess around with reclamation projects unless if he does think there's something to reclaim. Um, so I guess they see something in him because they could easily just cut him, eat the salary because he's already they're already paying him anyways, and get that roster spot and do something else with it. They must see something in him. I just like his highlights when they tweet out his highlights. It's like from like two games, and you're like, okay, like what are we gonna? You can't get that excited. He played for the one. He played for the worst team in the NBA and couldn't play that much. So, but like, watch he'll turn into like the Embiid stopper in you know five months. So it'll be great. Here's here's a trivia question that I don't know the answer to, but I'm, I want to I want to think great. about for, for, for Twitter. What, what a good bit. Yeah, trivia that I don't know the answer. But to. how yeah. many times I want to know who's got the record for being cut by the same team the most? Because I was thinking about it, we cut Jalilo before <laughs> again the second time. So who's who's got that record? Is it reminds me yeah. of um, that Parks and Recreation bit where ben wyatt goes to work for that accounting firm and he just quits like yeah. three or four times nice yeah there's like he's gonna again i yeah. love the i love the actors at the accounting firm like the whole bit of like them being so excited for him but they're all like the most boring people yeah. in the world yeah. and he's like somehow this rock star <laughs> it's the that was and obviously cones of dunshire big fan of uh of the game i play it every week so yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Are you excited about Mr. Dumboya? It's one of the, I don't know what to, it's one of those, like, there's just like, just, I have no take on that guy. There's just like, it feels like, cause he's had this little buzz around him coming into the league. And then as you say, he came and literally didn't do anything. Like couldn't do anything cause he didn't get any time. It's just like, oh, I think, I, I, I think I should like this guy, but I just, I don't, <laughs> I've not been made to like him yet. So it's just like, like you guys, I, I want to be like invested in him and like see the upside and, and, you know, maybe if he can do this, we can have this kind of guy, but it's one of them. It's just like, I have, I have no thoughts. And I think that's a bad thing. It's yeah. like, it's almost worse to see the guy not like what he does and then move on from him rather than just be like, well, oh. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I think part of the excitement around it comes from just like if you get him from Detroit, like any player that comes from Detroit, they're like, oh, he's pr- he's probably good, and they were sleeping on him. Just like their record with that right now is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have done for the for three, won't we? Yeah. Better Bruce Brown, Blake Griffin, and Saquon. Yeah. 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 Dinwiddie too. I mean, like we there's been a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just talking to Dinwiddie. Did you see um, his media day interview saying how? he was breaking down the offense for the wizards and like how he'd work with Harold and stuff like that. It was just like everything I hoped media day could be mm. for the Nets, where they were talking <laughs> about actual basketball and it was really interesting. Yeah. But now it's just like, so is he though, or isn't he though? Yeah. For yeah. Us. But yeah. It was, it was really, really cool. I gotta watch that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got like a, a community of like, other uk nets uh, other uk nba fans that do the whole like little fan page thing so yeah like the our like the uk wizards guy was like oh tell me all about him i, I really hope you know what's he what's he like is he good and we're like he likes crypto he likes <laughs> manga yeah. or he likes comic books yeah. uh and he's just incredible an incredibly good follow on twitter yeah. oh and he's also line also uh when he was last healthy and he helps you know blah blah blah, blah. yeah, yeah he's, he's an all-time great I mean, super interesting dude love that guy yeah 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so got well, one more stop off on our 2021-22 um, preview. Um, we, we touched on Chicago. Um, with the East getting better, who do you think, obviously way too early to tell, but who do you think the Nets will face off with in the first round? ESPN has Ooh. the Knicks and the Pacers finishing seventh and eighth. So it could be yeah the battle of new york my my I, answer was going to be the knicks and to snuff out yeah. their their whole ambition i mean Ugh. that would be that would be ideal alternatively i don't like, want to see that boston could also fall i have i don't have a ton of faith in their moves um or their trajectory more generally so but you don't you don't want the knicks you don't want the knicks in the first round nobody wants no just it. for the two percent chance that like one of the big stars gets hurt, and then the Knicks are suddenly somewhat surprising. I mean, their team is better this year. I actually it's dis- more talented. I, dis- I, I don't know if they'll have a better that. season, but yeah. they're more talented this year. They've got everything to gain and everyone. nothing to lose by playing the Nets in the playoffs. Like, yeah, just I mean, like you putting, I guess, like squashing them out is like, I guess, not that fun. Versus, yeah, like, it's not that fun. It doesn't really do anything for the Nets. Yeah. yeah, if you beat them, you should have beaten them. And if you lose to them, and then you're the worst team in the universe. And like Knicks fans especially would never let you forget it. So. I guess. It's fun to go to those games, though, in the Barclays Center. Even though it's half Knicks fans, the tension is yeah. just so – it's infectious. It's really – I mean, That's it's literally point. infectious. Yeah. So you'll get a, a viral infection from it. Uh, <laughs> well, not, sorry, that was – Yeah, good job, Brian. Times, um, Great I, joke. I, I always forget. <laughs> but, uh, nice pandemic era. <laughs> But it is fun. Um, yeah, I guess. Actually, I think they really didn't get better. And I don't know. It really depends on if Kemba Walker is like a normal, can play basketball shape. Um, but if he is anything like he's been in previous years, um, and it seems like he will be, uh, that's trouble. Because I, I, really, I mean, Evan Fournier's like skill set is hitting open shots, of which he will have very few without like a, you know, a real point guard or anyone to like run the offense that's not Julius Randle. I think it's a... It's a recipe for potential not such great basketball. Like I'm just saying, putting it out there. I think they could be. I, I think somehow they could be like a worse record team because they were so surprising last year. And they had there's like this statistical luck of how they were the team shot the worst from the free throw line against them, which is just not a like. There's no correlation. Uh, there's like you don't play defense when they're shooting free throws. So like that was luck. And teams shot had the worst three-point percentage against them, which is obviously part of defense, but usually that's going to move back towards the average no matter what. So there's those things, but I do Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, adding to a full season with Derrick Rose quickly, RJ Barrett takes another step. Like I can just see them being interesting. Um, But when you ask about the question who the Nets will play, so let me ask you this. Do you think... Matt, do you think the Nets are, would you lock them in as one of the top two seeds? Would you lock it in? I I would be shocked if it were, if we were outside the top two. I would be shocked and appalled if we were outside the top two come the end of the season. Um, but then, obviously, you, you do raise a good point with uh, not coasting through the season, but you know, playing the season sort of slowly slowly like steadily but yeah i think it wouldn't be good i want i almost want to say it wouldn't be good optics if it, if we fell to the three seed just because there is such yeah. a gulf between like it's the nets and the bucks then all the way down there it's 
the rest it's you know three to five or whatever you want to say but i think yeah i would i would lock it in that we're we're top two, we finished top two so that yeah. i think that's right i mean i think we fall out of bed to like a you know high 50s or low 60 win season like i, I really think it'd be hard for, i mean with i'm telling you i think i mean with the amount of firepower that we have like yeah it's there's only the only other like try hard team in the east is milwaukee like i mean they're the only ones that actually care and you know are good so uh i just don't think that there's going to be a i don't think it'll be hard to get to a first or second seat i guess right but what's that you think milwaukee got better or worse or stayed the same from where they were last season no more pj tucker no more pg tucker but i guess dante divincenzo's back the the fable son of delaware (laughs) the amount of name recognition this dude has how much he does is insane um yeah so but they're the way they play is like they'll just continue to rack up regular season wins and they were so dominant in the regular season last year like i don't see anything changing in that aspect but they also went for like they obviously won the championship and that's new for every player on that team so there always can be like a championship lag of some kind in terms of injury, like, you know, short turnaround and all that type of stuff. So, you know, maybe they have a Chris Middleton injury or Drew Holiday injury, which is not that uncommon for Drew Holiday to get hurt. And like, so that changes things. But the thing is like, Mark's, I think Mark specifically said this, like they're not going to care about getting the one seed. Like they're not like going into the season, going for the one seed. Um, and I'm a little bit like, I don't know. Like, I know you're not going to try for it, but I would like to have the one seed. I think I think there's importance in facing the eighth team, however that comes out of the play-in tournament, and then also, you know, having home court, you know, all through the Eastern Conference, and you may also have it obviously in the finals at that point too. But they just don't. There's the Nets aren't going to care because they they probably know it's just like it's not worth it. Okay. Nice. Like, we'll have to beat all these teams eventually. It doesn't matter in what order we have to annihilate them. Mm, yeah. So it'll have to come. Big true. Nice. So I want to, I want to do one more thing. And I, I'm a, as you guys know, I've, I've blown enough smoke during this podcast and you guys will know that I am a huge, honestly, fan I don't feel like you've been that nice to us. So sorry, I, I uh, need I'll, more. I'll try harder. <laughs> but, um, they say imitations, the sincerest form of flattery. So I've, I've come up with a killer comparison segment. There we go. Um, Glue nation will know what mm. I'm talking about. Um, but I want uh, killer comparison UK food edition, so mm. British food edition. So, um, so this can be Nets players. Um, obviously, this season's a little bit tricky because there are some unknown quantities. So it could be players from this season or last season, or just Nets adjacent things um, that come to your mind when we say when we say the following stuff. So starting off, I'm going to go with bangers and mash. So I've got the way you said that was. That's the way to say it. Bangers. <laughs> Bangers. Yeah, real emphasis. Yeah. Bangers. Yeah, beautiful. Mike, go ahead. So, Wait, no, you go. This, this is your baby. Oh, this is me? I go? <laughs> I mean... Because you don't have an answer, that's why. I, I have an like, answer. Like, I got an okay, answer. Okay, go. Of course, it's, it's, it's Harden and, and Bruce and Bruce Brown. I mean, who, who doesn't love oh, that beautiful. combination? That's... I mean, it's not... It's statistically the most effective, which is bullshit. I mean, I, or sorry, I don't know if I can curse on this, but um, it's... it's That's fake news. I mean, they can't... It's the BBC, <laughs> Brian. You can curse. Yeah. Um, it's not... That can't possibly sustain, like, the best, like, two-man pick-and-roll, like, ever, whatever <laughs> that statistic was from last year. Um <laughs> And I mean, 
But it is like, I mean, for me, and I actually, this is a weird thing, but I've made, I make bangers of mash not infrequently. We're just a, 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 you know, potato mash and sons of guns over in this household, you know, but that's the Irish part of me. Um, but, uh, and, and, I'm, <laughs> sorry, I don't know where I'm going with that. But, oh, uh, you're Irish? Uh, Never knew. A, do I not talk about that? Egan. Um, <laughs> But yeah, anyways, it is, it is a, it is, it is hearty. It is salt of the earth, you know? Mm, and, mm. and if, if that's not Bruce Brown, I don't know, I don't know what is. Uh, and meanwhile, like, you know, James Harden's shaped like a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, the torch prickable skin. Of the sausage. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. Did I do it? No, I don't. I, that's, that's the answer. Oh, I, I love that answer. Good. Good. That's, that's how you know you've done the killer comparison where well, the other guy just, you know, he's in, in defeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So the so next one I've got up is a deep fried Mars bar. So if you've ever had uh, fish and chips, you obviously know how to batter things. Mm. You do it all the time. Um, so we take a uh, chocolate bar, deep, deep fry it. So I've gone guilty pleasure. Yeah. So this, this might not be a player something something netsy that um you've gone i i've personally i've gone for kd's free throw shimmy routine is my oh, guilty pleasure. delightful oh, always makes you smile when he does it it's the, the the cheeky little shimmy and that that's my for me that is a deep fried mass bar for the eyeballs I love when that. i'm watching the nets game mine is nick laxton switching defense <laughs> um as lame as that is like like it, there were moments last season when Nick Claxton would suddenly switch onto a guard, and I, it was like so eye popping of how talented and freakishly athletic Nick Claxton is. It's like the ceiling on him. You know, Dinwiddie always joked that like Nick Claxton was the third most talented net behind KD and Kyrie, and obviously James Harden was added to the picture, but he's legitimately one of the most talented athletes in the NBA. And he almost like he half recognizes it. And then other half the time, he's just kind of like doing it. He's just like, oh, there's a guy in front of me. I must guard him. And it's so it's such a delight to see because every guard thinks that they can roast whatever big man's in front of him. And you can't really do that with Nick Claxton. So I want I want more deep fried Mars bars this season. That just is deliver me them on that a, is a the most like, highbrow guilty pleasure, but like the a pick, <laughs> pick and roll de- switchable defense. What do you, what oh, do you want like, from me? This is like guilty pleasure. Oh, like oh okay. oh, a bet like cashews. I'll eat nine. What is it? The nine cashews <laughs> <laughs> that Obama was <laughs> eating. Job interview. Yeah. What's yeah. your work? Yeah. It's like I'm a workaholic. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're in a job interview and yeah, and someone says yeah, what, what's the thing you have to improve? You know, I just like work too hard. Yeah, yeah I know. That's, yeah. that's your answer. I understand. <laughs> Apologies. I was trying to think about the answer too much, and I didn't just speak from my soul. It's. So I mean, I it's the right answer. I mean, you don't have to feel guilty about it, okay? That's what we're here for. So this is another element of killer comparisons where I have a great answer, and Brian just attacks me, yeah. attacks my character, and makes it personal. People don't realize that this is a competition, okay? And that's what happens here. Um, but I actually support that. My, my answer is that I'm, I go for the continued Blake Griffin, like, can't dunk, is enthusiastic about every dunk, continued meme that is almost certain to go on. There's just no way that that falls off. We're like, you know, he, he dunks, and then everyone makes a giant deal about it because of 
this you know now tradition of the fact that he couldn't dunk for that for that two year period of time. I just imagine that it's going to continue, and the way that they like enjoy that, and you know that he when he smiles after, it's really a guilty pleasure. That's so that's, that's what he does. yeah exactly. Let's, let's keep counting dunks. It's like a, it's not quite Ben Simmons makes a three territory of like the crowd going nuts. Right. But yeah. I, I like it. It's on there. I will say I'm in, in impressed that there is a deep fried candy bar situation going on in, in the UK because like I, you know, America is known for that mm. kind of dumb stuff. So, but I didn't know that this was, we had this in common. So I feel, I feel an affection now towards, towards England. I didn't know head. Yeah. It's a thing. Oh it's yeah. For sure. Nice. Yeah. We we know how to hate ourselves, yeah. <laughs> Culinarily, so, yeah. Um, speaking of, um, the next killer comparison is a doner kebab from a kebab van. So it's um, the the spinning sort of tube of meat that mm. you get stamps all around it. You know, shave. It's the only food you have to shave to prepare, and it falls onto a like a pit of bread. So my, my, my thinking for this is you only ever have those when it's four in the morning, you're coming back from, from a night out, you're stumbling past a, a, kebab, a kebab house or, or a kebab van, you're like, that's a great idea. Mm. So this is, for me, it's, it's people you're only going to see in garbage time. You only ever see them right at the end when everything, when you should go, you should be out of there. I have, I have an answer. You ready? You're allowed to, yeah. So I'm going to go with Cam Thomas on this one. Just because, like, you know, the, 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 for me, the Donner Kebab is, like, really so, such an, an enjoyable thing. It's, like, truly a, like, gluttonous and, and enjoyable thing. Like, the idea that we're going to have a, you know, somewhat, um, you know, a spectacular scorer that's sitting that far, that deep on our bench, all the way down there is, is just such a, it's our cup truly runneth over and we are in a state of decadence now. And we're just adding on that extra white and red sauces. Who knows what's going on here, mm. but it's, and now mm. it's just a, a wad of, of meat and pita in our hand and the juices are all over. The, and this is, and this is all <laughs> over. Just, yeah, just watching my juices are Mike's, everywhere. Mike's eyes are rolling in the back of his head. Um, and and that for you're, me, you're I haven't eaten in a while. I apologize. <laughs> and and that for me is Camp Thomas because it's just he's such an excessive, you know, a weapon. And um and I think that that's going to be like some of the best garbage time watching we've had in a long time, provided that happens. Thomas. Yeah. So as you were describing this, and you were talking about four a.m. decisions you make, or maybe regretful decisions when you're when you're eating certain things. I, to me, what immediately popped in my head is watching a Kyrie Irving live stream. Like, uh, you just kind of, you're just like, oh shit, what am I hearing? Like, where, what road are we going down? Do I have to be stressed about this? Do I know that there's a headline coming out of something that he said? Like the time when he did a live stream with KD before they, you know, before last season, and they're basically like, hey, one day I'll coach the team, then you'll coach the team. You know, we don't really need a coach. And I remember hearing that in the moment. I was like, oh, no, like that's going to be a thing for. So that's how I took it. I took it as like regretful mistakes yeah, that you consume. And me, those for me, I mean, actually, you know, and Brian, and I've talked about this. Kyrie can a, very much so can be very entertaining and like a definitely a great listen. But then there's avenues you go down. And you're like, oh, don't do that. Please don't do that. But he does it. 
you know, that's so for it you, it's a regretful thing. That's the, yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. Well, as a fat boy. Yeah. As a fat ah. kid growing up, all, all indulgent food is regret. I get yeah. it. That makes psychology. Sense. Psychology. It's a slippery yeah. yeah, it's like the, like the Schrodinger's cat of Instagram live streams when Kyrie goes up. It's just like, is this going to be horrid? But is it going to be incredible? I don't know until I open the box. Yeah. You have to open the box. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? Oh, no, it's a severed head. Yeah. Good. Oh, okay. no. Great. Oh, you got that movie over and okay, that's good. That's, okay. that's fine. We have movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I went with um, DeAndre Bembry. Oh. So mm. I know he's... Is he the only partially guaranteed guy left in like that's sort of technically on the roster spot? Well, like I don't know. Do two are two way guys partials like Kessler? I don't know, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So he, that's him for me because I did, I I read when we announced that we signed him. I, I read a whatever the SB Nation blog for the Raptors is did a did an episode uh, did a post on DeAndre Bembry just being like just incredibly sad like like you were saying about like you you check in with the yeah. fan base to see what saying and stuff like that and like they loved him mm. so i'm really excited to see like he he might be that spark blood energy boy off the bench potentially um so yeah that's that's who who i'm looking for again as a i won't have any of that regret i'll i will eat that 4am kebab up of mm. that Bembry kebab Fantastic. I'll enjoy every last mouthful of that and, and go to sleep contented um, with, my, with my life choice. Love that. Um, and then the last one, just to just to switch it up a bit, um, kill a comparison. Who's an afternoon tea? So mm. just something, something fancy, something just absolutely chef's kiss perfect. Mm. Uh, Kyle Corver's jawline one yeah. is perfect. Wow. <laughs> um, um what is i mean kevin duran against the bucks was the most i mean the, the most ascendant sort of play i've ever seen from a, a nba player in a losing series <laughs> like he was such a beast he put the entire team on his back i mean brian used to have the photo behind him of steve nash hugging kevin durant and steve nash was just really symbolizing the entire nets fan base in that moment i mean it was like and like you know during the season because he had been in and out for injury he was in and out for covid like we had obviously we got a lot of kevin duran and then we would he would disappear and you know what's kind of incredible he he played so well in the playoffs last year round and he only lasted the second round most commentators still believe that he's the best player in the nba that's how good he was and a two-time mvp won the nba championship and yet most people were like, yeah, but the the guy that he lost that lost to him in the yeah. second round is actually a better player. So there's no there's nothing more um Earl Gray to me than Kevin Durant's <laughs> game. It's just it's it's I mean it's top notch. That's the correct answer, but just to zag a bit, I my answer for this was was like Kyrie's offense, but also because in my in my conception of of like tea and especially tea in the UK is that like there's a fair amount of like rules about like you have to do certain things there's certain kind of like oh, it's, it's the, uh, formalities it's all, yeah it's yeah exactly there's you know a certain amount of you know can't no milk some milk you know how many lumps of sugar you know milk first or after the tea is, exactly is the battle so it's the... it's a little fussy it's a little fussy and <laughs> and so in my... do you microwave the water. <laughs> 
or, yeah. or do you put it on an open flame? <laughs> you just run it through an empty coffee filter. <laughs> do you use milk or Velveeta cheese? <laughs> classics just the big questions so i um i think of Kyrie as a guy who in order to get the exquisite perfection you have to go you have to jump through some hoops there's some formalities involved Mm. you know just to get them what a delightful answer like that just to get them out there doing doing that exquisite thing that we all we all really we all really hope to see in the next month i think we can speak i can speak for everyone so that's my thing Matt, have you seen the TikTok of like, it's an American mom and her daughter. They're from like the South and they're like, we're going to make tea and we're going to show you how to make tea. And it's it's pour water in cup. Yeah, of course. We know it's pour milk, pure milk in a cup, put tea bag, put it in microwave. Is it hot milk? No, cold milk. Yeah. Put it, put and then tea bag in the microwave with the hot milk, with the cold milk and then heat it up. It's like, They're, they're trolling. I mean, that's a troll. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. No, like it's not a troll, Brian. Headline troll. news over here. <laughs> like, how <laughs> dare they? Good morning, London. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like, I'm not going to do it in British accent. Uh, apologies. Done. And it, the the whole, the whole stupid thing is like, there's nothing more English than a cup of tea. Yeah. Like, well, well, come on. We, we did steal it from the tree. <laughs> let's not get crazy. It is. True. But um, good. But yeah, like like you say, like that. The, the fussiness is is absolutely at the end of the day it's a cup of tea and some tiny sandwiches so like you say mm. at the end of the day is two points but let's mm. let's almost fall over let's go underneath the legs let's do that so i think yeah true as you guys say that is the right answer but i've gone for because it's got this air of sophistication mm. of of um high achievement mm. um if you're sitting down for afternoon tea then i've gone for just sean mark Mm. and his just um, lordship over the, the Nets franchise and how he, it. it's just perfectly orchestrated. And he, he, he'd wear the hell out of a suit when he sat down to eat his tiny, tiny sandwiches. <laughs> uh, so I've, got, I've, gone, I've gone for Sean Marks on that one. But, Love um, that. That's a great one. So, um, yeah, just going back to what you said about KD, just be that performance in the, um, in the playoffs just cemented him in many people's eyes as the, as the best player in the universe. Like... It's so weird as a as a British fan of an American sport, like playoff games didn't start until one AM our yeah, time. Brutal. So so we're at like so when like games are pushing overtime and Katie's like Katie's performance is just steadily snowballing into this all time offensive display, wasn't missing the tension building and all that kind of stuff. To go through that on your couch alone like in a blanket <laughs> at 4 a.m yeah when you can't make any noise because you'll wake your yeah. like your wife and baby amazing like it's such a a strange like concoction of emotions and circumstance it's just like i'll, I'll never remember like so when the infamous like the the foot shot went in i was i'm sure i was sure it was a three i didn't i didn't clock that he stepped on the line and i was like i've never internally shouted so <laughs> quietly but loudly mm-hmm. it was like such a weird thing so Lovely. yeah it's just it's just a just a little glimpse into life as a as a uk nets fan which is and, and and that was winter time for you guys right on your your side of the atlantic it's summer for us 
when it's winter for you. Is that how it works? Or so we're just going into autumn. And that's going <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm just. All right, sorry. No, like, yeah, it was. It was no, great. I'm kidding. Our toilets flushed the other way around. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> how late are the bars open though? That's the. I mean, is it possible to they be at a bar at close early though? Yeah. I mean, when I was in London, they they would close pretty early. I mean, yeah, you could so find got, a place, but people have late licenses for like six a.m. But that's like with sports bars aren't really like a sports bar, like a pub that would be showing the game. Yeah. A they wouldn't be showing the game because they'd be showing football um and um yeah they'd probably close at like 11 p.m 12 p.m maybe how do you um, get the game like are you, get, you have league pass over there or just league pass um that's it so is it ever on tv like so sky sports pick up some games um which is like the big cable tv like 30 quid a month 40 40 pounds a month or something to what? get some of, some of the games what? Um, but so that's, that's so much money of, like of all their like it's obviously everyone just gets it for football and cricket and rugby and all kind of stuff like that. So they'll throw on some token. Um, we've got like a magazine show, which is really good um, with some UK guys, um, which is With John Amici? No, not John Amici. He, he's too busy being like a life coach or something now. He's oh, like, good. he did a, a really super hardly basketball related co- uh, podcast with a guy with a broadcaster over here called James O'Brien uh, called Full Disclosure with John Amici. And it's just like talking about race and, and basketball and stuff like that. And it was super interesting. Um, but um, yeah, we've got, we've got some magazine shows and it's just like super soft touch, like token NBA coverage in the UK really. So it's all, it's all league pass. It's all sort of group chats with your mates on your phone when it's like 3am and that's that's how we consume it all and uh, yeah you know not to go dig into your finances but how much is league pass over there is it still an expensive product um so i think full-on like all all access league pass is again probably about 30 30 pounds but so you can get one team league pass for 10 um, like three game a month league pass for like four quid so it's nothing really. So yeah, it's, it's not like prohibitively expensive. So it's, it's not too bad, but you know, all, all the money we're saving by not actually physically being able to go to games, <laughs> we can plow it all into just watching it yeah. in like, complete silence at nighttime. <laughs> we, I remember there was a th- when I was in London for study abroad, the thrill was that the Super Bowl, I think it was like on BBC or something. Yeah. And there's no commercials. So yeah. like, it would be because the commercials here in America, I mean, this is so American, but like that's part of the fun of the Super Bowl is to watch yeah. the commercials. But it was great to see one. They the only thing they cared about, it was it was Steelers, Arizona and Bruce Springsteen was the halftime performance. And the whole promotion of during the game was just that, hey, Bruce Springsteen's coming up. <laughs> like that's like all like, but also like during commercial breaks, they would have analysis like they would go to a booth and they would. You know, they because football has so many commercial breaks, so there'd be a lot of analysis, which was incredible. Um, So, like, I wished, like, it would be like basketball. One of the problems that I have with the NBA product is there's so many commercials at the end of the game because there's so many stoppages of play, and like, I think they would do it would help the game a lot if they figured out a way to kind of make it flow better. You need commercials, I get it, but like you, they, it's just too much at the end. Like there's challenges and there's timeouts. It's like you just get so many Mint Mobile commercials. I don't, you know, the, you know, I don't, no shout out to Mint Mobile, you know, <laughs> but if they want to advertise on the pod, please do. But um, yeah, 
So that's awesome. the opposite where like, so we still get the ad breaks, but there's like two adverts that show on league pass over here. Mm. So it's just like Steph Curry going, it's a make or miss league. <laughs> like 14 times a game. And it's just like, if I have to be reminded that it's a make or miss league yeah. one more time. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. It's really cool. Um, that i think that that's that's going to do us for today um thanks Great. again so much for for taking the time to do this obviously a massive fan um of what you guys do so really really do appreciate what you guys do um i was this is normally if i have a guest i'm like you know tell the people where they can find you on social but it's like i refuse to believe that anyone is listening to this podcast <laughs> doesn't already listen <laughs> to the glue guys so um yeah i'm just gonna say a huge thank you to you guys again Oh, it was was this joy. Mike, please go ahead. Um, Brian, you go. No, (laughs) (laughs) No, this was a joy. I mean, I remember when I first saw UK Nets pop up on Twitter, I was like this. I'm just so happy this exists, that you exist in your fandom about the team. And it's just fantastic. And you do such a great job. So it's a real honor to to be on your show. Yeah. No, no, you go, Brian. You no, I was just going to say, we got to do it again. I mean, we got to do it again. Such a joy. I mean, you know, the, the, the cultural, the cross-cultural pollination, it's just, it's been too long. It's time. It's time to make it happen. Um, but yeah, super, thanks for having us on, man. Amazing. Cool. And yeah, so for those listening at home, um, thanks, for, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, like, rate, review the podcast, and we'll see you next time. Cheers.